Cantrips and coffee. Try some today. Recording. Do we have to do it four times like we always do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Top Players. My name is Ruin Ortega, and in this episode, I'm having a drink with my friends because it's a 100-episode celebration, and we are all in person for the first time ever. Join with me, as always, is my co-host, Kate. Hi, I'm Kate, and we're in my house. <laughs> and I feel weird saying players because you're not players in this episode, so Jaden. That's me. <laughs> and Jody. Hello. Uh, yeah, so we decided that, you know, considering pandemic quote-unquote does not exist anymore, uh, we wanted to get together for the first time and celebrate this thing together because it blows people's minds, apparently, that we have never met in person. We've always just done tabletop games on online, I guess. So, yeah, yeah here we are. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a retrospective about the last 100 episodes and kind of just shoot the shit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Dude, Ruin swore. <laughs> he is editing this one, so like he might censor it out, but if I, it was me, I wouldn't. And I gotta get this turned around, like full disclosure, in like tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's happening. Uh, just hit him with a Jaden edit. Just do the basics of like noise canceling, put it out there. Yep. Cut, cut out the things you're asked to cut out. Yep. That's my kind of editing. Throw a quick truncate silence and you're good to go. Yep. My, my favorite thing is I sent you that video on how to use uh, Audacity. That's all I do. Yeah, I do then, everything in that thing and I don't do anything extra. <laughs> and so then when I was like, hey, Jaden, like, do you have any tips? He's like, just watch the video. <laughs> it produced a good enough sound quality when I was like, that's all I need to yeah. know. This guy knows yeah. more than me and... The volume, like the levelator two or whatever it's called. Yeah. Levelator is it's the, a good one. Is the yeah. secret for sure. All right. Well, uh, you know, guys, the first thing I want to do uh, is I actually want to go over season two. We were so busy last season with all the collaborations, all of the, the sponsored episodes um, that we didn't actually get a chance to kind of reflect on things like we like to at the end of season one. Um because we just had so much content that we were sitting on months of content that we had to release. So um, let's go over season two. So, you know, last season we did our DCC re-review. We did Starfinder. We did Pulp Cthulhu. Marvel by TSR. And then we ended it out on... GURPS. Was it? GURPS. Yeah, it was GURPS. It all kind of kind of led... Uh, season two was also the season where we, me, I kind of shoehorned in like a weird play style where we were building up to GURPS over the whole season. So, I don't know. Let's just start out with an easy one of like, what was your favorite system from last season? That is... I don't know. It, it's weird to think that like GURPS was this season, but also DCC was. Yeah. Like it feels like this season lasted a million years. And yeah. I don't... Like it wasn't that much longer than season one. It just feels like... It was one less... Oh, two less systems than season right or one one less system than season one yeah but it just but we also feels did like... way more for this season too right because we did yeah. only the one long form in season one right and this was all long form yeah. for yeah. this one yeah <clears throat> so that's probably a, a part more. of it too is this change of style but also i guess us all rolling back into our own lives probably changed that up a little bit too which yeah. made it seem a little bit more spread out too but yeah, yeah it does feel little... 
Yeah, like scheduling got a little tighter for for us for sure this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Um, for me, I think my personal favorite system was probably Marvel, but I also have like a deep love for the the franchise that it's based on. Uh, in terms of just actual like system playing, probably Pulp Cthulhu was my favorite. But I mean, I, I still gotta give it to Marvel just because I'm a deep Marvel guy. Yeah, I mean, that is a hard one. I can tell you for certain it's not Starfinder or GURPS. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah. I I didn't hate either of those systems, but if someone asked me to play, I might actually say no, which is weird for me because I'm pretty much like, yeah, you got a system. I'll figure out the basic rules and I'll play with yeah. you guys, whatever. But for favorite, I mean, I do really love DCC, but I, it's a little weird to say that was my favorite of the, of the year because we've already done it before and I had a good idea for it. I mean, I think I yeah, I think I gotta give it to DCC. I really <clears throat> like the concepts of DCC. I think it's I like their where they touch on the old school, but they threw away a lot of the crappy parts of old school gaming and just really focused on the highlights and the good points. So yeah, I don't know. I love the other two too, right? That would what else would that leave? Uh, Pulp Cthulhu was wicked fun. I will say I probably <laughs> had the most fun with Pulp Cthulhu, but I think overall, I think DCC would be the one I'd be most likely to keep running if out of the batch for sure. I think our Pulp Cthulhu actually got wackier than even like the Pulp name suggests. <laughs> like, yeah. That was like yeah. entertainment value, probably the best one. Yeah. But like, I think for long term playing DCC. It was my favorite. Like I, I've been very vocal. I love DCC, even the first one we did where we didn't go past level zero. Like I just thought it was super fun. But like out of a system that I'm glad I got to play once, Marvel. Yeah. Like surprisingly, I've said it a bunch of times. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was really entertaining. The character creation process was awesome, and it was just so different from anything else yeah. that we've ever done. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like uh, Marvel was my personal like uh dcc of the season because mm-hmm. uh the feedback i got for not really caring for marvel is there's a lot of people on her mm-hmm. accounts being like how could you not like this like it's a classic and all of those were me <laughs> 30 different accounts just ragging on you <laughs> yeah I, I have to say honestly marvel was my least favorite um i just really think that there was something that was lost by not having like the actual set yeah. buildup that you would have had it yeah, was a <laughs> okay yeah. no yeah, yeah. No, you can trade <laughs> GURPS was the worst GURPS was the worst yeah. uh, I think GURPS would be fine if you just actually ran like when they're pre-made systems where the rules were all already picked but like trying to create your own I just it was unwieldy mm-hmm. um, my favorite I do really like DCC but I think because I'm already like Cthulhu is my is my game like that is my mm-hmm. daily driver yeah. mm-hmm. that like I have to get to Pulp Cthulhu because I've even taken some of the pulp rules and used them on occasion with friends because it was just, it added that little bit of wackiness that like lightens up a session, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it all of a sudden becomes like a strict horror game where you want everybody like sober and in the mind and in the mood for horror to like all of a sudden like, well, if I give you this rule, then you could just start like blasting away enemies and like, it doesn't matter what state of mind you're in, you yeah. know? Like, so mm-hmm. I think Pulp Cthulhu was definitely my favorite. Yeah. Gerps was so bad, and I, I, I don't so want to. Bad. It was so bad it felt like it was its own season because it just kept going. Like it was just like, oh my god, this is not fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. And it had nothing to do with like the like campaign that you designed because right? it, it was, was a lot a of cool fun. Adventure. It was super yeah. cool. It was just like this system is just a slog of too many rules for yeah. not enough game. There's this description of uh, this game I play Tarkov that I thought was really apt that I think fits with GURPS and it's 
like it's like riding a horse that doesn't want you to ride it. Yeah, that's yes. what this felt yes. like. Yes, yeah. that totally fits. You could probably manage with it, but you're probably fighting against it most of the time. Yeah, yeah. which is weird for a generic system for everything. But as we've said, I think when you try and do everything, you end up kind of doing nothing great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I think, think if somebody was going to criticize our review of that, and I think that would probably be the one, the review that people criticize the most, yeah. they'd be wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, but also I just think, you know, they probably would say, well, you left it too open to your players, like they shouldn't have had so many options, but it's also like, but that's, that's the, the point of the game, is that yeah. you have options. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Like, I think that people probably have a lot to say about it. And I think that if we all decided we were going to be GURPS players, we would find a way to really enjoy that system. We would pull the parts we want out of it. We would make our system as we like. But I kind of also feel like there's a lot of other systems I enjoy playing without having to do all of that work of me trial and erring to like eventually figure out these are the rules I want to run. And there's so many with GURPS that like I feel like I would always be constantly like, oh, I missed that book. I wonder if there's something that would make my game better in there. But I do not have the fucking time to dig through all that. There's yeah. no question. And like, if you need to be taking things out of a system to make it fun, your system's not very fun. See, but yeah, I, I disagree counter with that because I yeah. put a lot of stuff out of systems. Right, I'm yeah, a real light runner of games. Like but even in our Spelljammer so game, many... I feel like there's a lot of rules I should be using that. But I'm it so feels not. like it's so much that you have to pull out of GURPS. I guess it's like you just have to. Much. That's a good right? point. Like, like I've never yeah. felt that I needed to do those things with D and D or any of the other games yeah. I want. I just, for my personal preference, I feel like I enjoy the game more. But yeah, yeah. there are things with GURPS where it's not even like I feel this way. It's like, I don't know anyone that would enjoy this, so it needs to be yeah. removed. The shotgun rules. I heard it in Yeah. Well, so well, I was actually going to make screw that Screw the shotgun yeah. rules. It's yeah. not even just the number of rules. It's that the rules that they have just don't make sense from a logistics point of view. Like, they, they're... Disgustingly overwritten. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of being like, we're going to figure out each pellet of damage in a shotgun from like a realistic standpoint, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether I shoot a bird shot in someone's chest and eight pellets hit them versus 12 pellets. That's still going to really fucking hurt. So let me just roll damage for the shot, not for each fucking pellet. Cthulhu, yeah. it's like, it's your based on your skill, but it's also based on range. So, like, if you're up close, 66 damage. If you're like outside of, I think it's uh, 25 feet. 3d6 and it just goes down from there like yeah, that yeah. to me makes sense it's you know? capturing the concept of the pellet spread without actually forcing you to calculate pellets exactly exactly um yeah so i i think that might be the one you know the, a good analogy i heard recently um and it kind of changed it actually kind of changed the way that i looked at rule sets um because you know traditionally i've been a rules as written player although as we keep playing more i'm like i don't know if i am or if i just really like those rules mm-hmm. right but the the analogy i heard recently was that like D and is not necessarily a game; it's a it's a game engine, and yeah. so the idea that like take and leave what you want, they even tell you to, yeah. but it's all there if you need it, and whatever you don't need, you just don't use like any other game engine. Yeah, it's like Unreal Five. Not every game is going to touch every single bit of you know processing power that that system has, but you're going to use what you need to to build your game, kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that idea. I've never really thought of it that way, but it totally fits for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I'm 100% there, but I can. it helps me rationalize uh, getting rid of rules or changing rules because that's just modding, right? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. my issue still comes from, like, if you are throwing out more than you're keeping, that's a problem. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, like, just play a different system. Yeah, <laughs> if you're cutting out more than, like, 10 or 20%, you got to question why are you using this system at that point, especially if you're not only cutting it out, but finding other stuff from other systems to replace it with yeah and that's what i've always said too like 
you know, if you want to play Cthulhu, but you don't want those sanity rules, why are you playing Cthulhu? Like, that's a yeah, pretty that's poor concept. That's the best part of Cthulhu. Yeah, that'd be like being like, oh, I'm going to play D&D, yeah. but I'm going to remove the D20. And, and yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> historically, they actually, they play tested it without the sanity and then realized how to put sanity in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, yeah. why would I play D&D? This is a different experience. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. <clears throat> I would love to find a way to put sanity into my D&D games. Could you not use like the willpower stat? There is no willpower stat. Do you You're mean? right. What would it be? <laughs> you have wisdom or you have intelligence or charisma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I guess willpower is kind of a charisma. Yeah, you'd have to do some, some homebrewing. Oh, like, yeah. I would love to introduce it to like my Curse of Strahd stuff. And like the more insane you get, the more Strahd starts to pop up and visit your players and stuff. But Ooh, I like that yeah, idea. right. I just um, have to figure out how to mechanically fit it. The Bloodborne oh, system of good. insight, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, the more they see, the more insight they get, which means they start seeing crazier things. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I and just that, like the idea of like your mind eroding, making it easier for Strahd to get yeah, in and mess yeah. with you. So at the start, he doesn't. It's just your your resolve is so good that he can't break into that. But as you see more and more crazy stuff, he's yeah. able to capitalize on the weakness of your psyche just slowly being drained. No, you're not going completely insane, but only so much everyone will be impacted by a certain amount of death eventually yeah. and there should be some sort of consequence yeah. for that yeah that's cool and uh something i forgot to mention at the beginning we are currently drinking a um it is a book out of a hp lovecraft inspired or it's like drink out of a mm -hmm. hp lovecraft inspired drink in a book. uh well i've had a few of the other <laughs> thing. Uh, this is actually probably more alcohol than i've had in like a year so uh it's, it's kind of been a boost <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. you can feel it yeah um uh, it's a drink out of an H.P. Lovecraft-inspired uh, drink-mixing book, and uh, the drink is called Mind Replacer. We will link that in the show notes as well as the uh, socials so that you can check it out yourself. But essentially, it is a is cream soda, coffee liqueur, and vodka. Uh, it's fine. It tastes kind of like cough syrup was kind of, I think, what we landed on. Yeah. I like it with a little did bit more guys, cream soda. Yeah, Honestly, as soon as I talked soda? about like, about doubling yeah. the cream soda in the recipe to me seems like it's now a pretty tasty drink. I still don't think it would be something that I would be looking to pay $10 for at a restaurant or something yeah. like that. But if I walked into a house and someone handed me it, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened and I'm yeah. drinking yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd have another one. Yeah, sure. You so, walked into a well, house and someone funny. who doesn't own that house gave it to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody at home is listening and they, they want to celebrate with us, go make one of these drinks. It's two ounces of vodka, two ounces of cream soda, although we recommend more like four or five, yeah. uh, and then two ounces of coffee liqueur. Um, I, I guess with that, guys, let's... I want to do a ranking of... So we in... Gerbs is bottom. Yeah, yeah I don't know what we're ranking, but yeah. Gerbs is the bottom of it. Even well, if it's unrelated to the yeah, system, we're, Gerbs is we're at ranking the, the coffees we put. Gerbs <laughs> is the bottom. Like, <laughs> uh, I do want to do a, a ranking of uh, our our systems that we've done from from season one to oh, to now, and we've done eleven. I have them. Okay. Uh, before we do that, though, you just listed your favorite set, uh, system from season two. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite moment, though? What is the moment that you remember fondly when you look back to season two? Carl blowing up the robot at the end of uh, Pulp Cthulhu. 100%. Carl is, might be one of my favorite characters I've ever played. As he slowly went more and more insane. As, that was good. As, you know, Jane's character experimented on oh, him. More than you know, his flamethrower. It yeah. was such a good dynamic. Yeah. I loved playing that. That was... There's I mean, my favorite moment is also going to come from Pulp. Because it was so fun. Like like I said, I might have enjoyed DCC as a system more. 
But I had no more fun in any of the systems we have played than in Pulp Cthulhu. There's no question. Yeah. Mine is when I crushed the leg of the one guy as we were swimming away. Because oh, yeah. like I was like, I was like, how far do I want to take this? I'm like, well, my guy is cold blooded, and this is Pulp Cthulhu. Let's get wacky and aggressive and yeah, snapping legs so we could yeah. get away from the sharks. The clearly most perfect solution to that yeah. problem. Have you ever listened to our ad that we put on other shows? Yeah, I think I've It has that yeah. clip in it because it would kill me. It was so good. That was the same system where Carl committed war crimes. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> we did some really dark stuff. That's probably... But it was we, so funny. We played Zweihander, which was supposed to be like the dark system. Yeah. We didn't even get remotely dark no. compared to what we did in Pulp Cthulhu. No. Yeah. <laughs> But adding the comedy angle to it kind of just made yeah. it so it was that, that much easier to do. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought that system, or like that moment rather, was just like the perfect capture of like our interactions. I was like in the ad yep. immediately. <laughs> yep. And so that's his favorite moment of season two. Yeah. Uh, Jaden's cleric running into the portal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I that. Like, that. I, I will never forget that. Like I will use that story in future tabletop games as like oh, a man. warning to adventurers. Like that was awesome. Oh. And I remember being like, I was kind of like zoned out a little bit. Like the adventure was going so you know well. We hadn't really run into many yeah. like big. We cleared that huge camp with yeah. like no issue. Mm-hmm. I was like. It's gonna be so easy. Yeah. <laughs> the character is dead instantly, and I'm just perked up in my chair, like, "Oh man, things got real. We're in a dungeon now. Let's go." Yeah, I should hit the fan. Yeah, that was when fear of doors really got solidified, <laughs> which has now been baked into multiple. I mean, yeah. I did it in one of my one shots. Yeah. It was yeah. also worked into another D- one. It of It was in our doors, first DCC. The first DCCs. death off the hop yep. was. You guys didn't wait for the door to open yeah. when the moon aligned. Yes, I and somebody touched it immediately. <laughs> that was me yeah. as well. It I am terrible well. with doors, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that moment was so good, and yeah. that's why I love our style of doing these short things. Because if I had a long-term character, I might have to question, be like, and that's almost metagaming in a level that I don't think people should interact with. And being like, oh, I don't want my character to die. Should I just throw him out a door? Yeah. But I'm like. This character would run into this door. Yeah. He is going, yeah. and he did, and I loved the exact result. I know some people have been like, "Oh, that I'd be so mad that I died that way." I'm like, "I did that. I ran into that yeah. door. I can be mad at myself and myself only." Yeah. Well, so yeah, we've had the two DCC doors doorway deaths. We uh, had a GURPS reference to the doors. We had a uh, series which I played of the game wrong. door deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all died multiple <laughs> yes. times to doors. And so we've had four different... Like, it's it's a thing. Like, yeah. That is a, a trope from our show now. Yeah. So somebody has to... Because obviously I didn't do it, as people will find out. But somebody has to do a door trope this season. I don't care. Oh, I'm sure I can work one in. I think we, got, we need I door can merch. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Can we sell a door? We can sell a whole door. door. Just yeah. sell a whole door. Yeah. I like, love that. No, it can't be a door, though. It just has to be a frame, right? Oh, yes. I, I don't even have to, like, work this in awkwardly, because in the recon setting, there's going to be so many booby traps. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Booby. It's nice. almost at the point where every single one of our sessions should have Pass a door trap. Door. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I guess, honestly, so mine was actually the door as well. Uh, <laughs> so good. It's just, it's so classic. Like, when I think of, like, deaths that are hilarious and everybody laughed but also wept because it's like okay yeah. there goes my character re-roll and there goes the healer the healer who was throwing around massive lightning bolts too yeah. he wasn't just the healer he no, was maybe which, the heaviest damage dealer at the moment too well, yeah. and crazy enough of like 
uh, you know, I had said to everybody, like, hey, you should roll two characters just in case. Yeah. I think you were the only person who rolled the only one who did. Needed it. But then you guys were like, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, if I had to do a second one, I did like the lag thing. Uh, yes, I'm the funniest one in the group, guys. <laughs> I know. You don't have to keep telling me. Neutral chaotic. That's how. <laughs> like, uh, I actually, the, the other one that comes to my mind is uh, from Pulp as well, where you just burned an entire bunker full yeah. of fish people. Yeah. Carl committed war crimes. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> like, so I immediately un- unleash on them. And I was like, I could try to play this out, but in my head, there's like 50 people in here. <laughs> no, the they screaming. all die. Man, yeah. Pulp had so many good moments. I'm now even thinking about when I randomly took the camera off the top of the pole oh, yeah. and for whatever reason decided that's what I was going to kill the bad guy with by jamming yeah. that yeah. into his head. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, honestly, I could play Pulp for the rest of my life, I think. Uh, like, that, that is so... I love slapstick and a little bit of horror. That is so right up my alley. I really feel Cthulhu slash Pulp Cthulhu is like the only other... Well... I'm just going to count DCC with D&D because it's mm, so similar. That's fair. But other than D&D, like, the Cthulhu series of systems is, like, the only one that I could see, like, playing forever. Like, replacing yeah. D&D, almost. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's super understated for what it is. I think it's definitely the yeah. closest to, like, a, from a polished sense to competing with D&D. Which makes sense. They're on yeah. their 7th edition. Yeah. They put in a lot of work yeah. into that system. Whereas most things... Or maybe their second. I mean, GURPS is fourth, but that's because the guy said, like, honestly, what would be the point of making another system at this yeah. point? Like, I could just add fit. on another yeah. book, right? So, yeah. like, yeah, I think that's a big well, part of it. But yeah, and to be so fair, good. Cthulhu is the second best-selling tabletop game in the world. So, Makes like, sense. it's actually number yeah. one in Japan. It beats D and D in Japan. That doesn't surprise me at all. Japanese war is like such yeah, a thing, and so yeah. their modules are very like yeah culturally or Japanese horror is very Lovecraftian too right like a lot of technical monsters a lot of elder beasts a lot of body horror a lot of you know mental you know terror and stuff like that so that that, that makes sense yeah Yeah, and and I mean obviously D&D also doesn't super translate because at the end of the day it is medieval fantasy yeah and Japan didn't go through a medieval age I mean they went through an ostensibly the same thing but yeah yeah, not the European archetype although that's why Dark Souls became such a big thing is because that was their take on like western medieval fantasy yeah yeah all right well with that guys then so here are the season or here are the systems can I make a uh do we want to do like a one to eleven ranking or like a tier list? What would Ooh, like, 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 an, like an S to a yeah? Because like I feel like ranking them one to eleven, we might like because, read yeah. the list a million times. How do I put DCC? Like how do I compare yeah. DCC and Cthulhu? Because I love both of those so for much that they reasons, feel like they though. should be on yeah. equal levels for sure. Like, I agree. Tier lists you. are hip in the they, SEO algorithm these well, days. <laughs> all right, all right. We can we'll, make we'll, these and put them each person's that's up true. on. That's on true. Instagram. Okay, so we will we'll leave it to the suggestions from our resident streamer. And mm. uh, yes, let's do a S through E. F. GURPS is the only one in GURPS is the yeah. only one. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing else I would put in F but GURPS. 100% GURPS is F. I need to pull up a notes app so I can yeah, try it there too. So are we doing a D or are we just going right down to E after that point? Because there's S through E gives us six slots. That almost seems a lot to me. That does seem like a lot. So S, A, B. S to D seems good. Because yeah, I don't think any of them would even be an E anyways, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean... 
I'm okay, pretty I'm sure. So Terps, like, S, well, A, B, C, D, and F. Yeah, A, B, C, D, and F. F for fail. F is GURPS. Yeah. That's only one letter reduction, but I get it. And again, to all those people who love GURPS, I guess I'm sorry, but also get a clue and pick a better system. Yeah, also, love yourself a little bit. Like, you don't need go to, to hate therapy. Yourself. Like, write into us and tell us why, because I'm absolutely fascinated it by that. It feels like the TTRPG version of self-flagellation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I mean, I am a little bit of a masochist, so tell me why I'm wrong and stupid for sure, but still, I'm not going to agree I want to hate myself as much as you hate yourself. That's all, yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. Like, who hurt you? That's what we really want to know. Alright, alright. So here are the systems that we've done from start... I shouldn't say from start to finish. I think it is, because I did it from, like, looking back. Alright, so we have done Call of Cthulhu, DCT, twice, but please only put it once. Gods. Do we want to talk about them one at a time? Or what? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, should I list them and then talk about them? Well, well yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Gods, Cyberpunk, Zweihander, Monster of the Week, Starfinder, Pulp Cthulhu, Marvel, GURPS, and we've just released our first episode and have recorded everything... But our review of Power Rangers. I gotta say that kind of puts it in a perspective because I've been playing tabletop games for like 13 years before we started this. And I had only played D&D and Pathfinder, which is the same thing. So yeah. like in the last two years, done like 11 or like I guess nine new systems. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, prior yeah. to this, I'd played Pathfinder, two editions of D, or D&D. Like one very small campaign of Call of Cthulhu, uh, and I played one that was like an anime themed superhero one that our buddy Tannen ran <laughs> nice. in Josh's shed on his farm. That sounds uh, about right. That all <laughs> all of that tracks for both those people. If you don't know who they are, yeah. <laughs> you played our, our one of our Cthulhu. Yeah, things. I played that one. Did you come out to? This house? No, I had He's to play. I zoomed. Okay, yeah. I, I misremembered this yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, no, I never made it out for an in-person game. Yeah, <laughs> no, me like I mean, if I'm, I always wanted to play tabletop, but I didn't play until we started playing Pathfinder. That was my yeah. first foray, and I was like, screw it, I want to play, and I'm just gonna run it because I'm Jaden, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I honestly, until now, I never played a game. I only ever ran the handful of ones I did. But yeah, like maybe in a total of. Oh god, I guess I'm getting older now. It has been like eight years total <laughs> yeah, of me since the, when we played, start, first played Pathfinder or something yeah. like that. But yeah, I'm in the same boat as Jody. It was just Pathfinder and D and D, and then now all of these systems, and I really love it. Like I thought it was a cool idea when it was first suggested to me, but I'm like, yeah, I just want to see what these other things are, and that's right up my alley. I like, <laughs> I really like trying things and then not doing them again. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Well, so Jody, we uh, we went and saw Clerks. Three recently and it is it good? Oh, good. So is it really good? We, yeah, so we we saw it like nearly a month ago. Yeah, and then on the way up here today, yeah. we had like a half hour discussion about it again nice. after doing that after the movie. Yeah, yes. uh, it, it's so I'm good. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm not surprised by any means. I knew it would be good. I just still haven't. But like on a level it. that the other clerks aren't good. Yeah, like okay. it's meaningful. It's heartwarming. It's oh, clerks one is still clerks one phenomenal. Is good. Clerks but they're very two, different comedies. Yeah, clerks two is also real good yeah they're all like, yeah real it's just good. a little bit of the you know sequel syndrome right it's just hard to be as yeah. good as the first true yeah. but anyway but so like <laughs> our totally conversation on the way up to the movies was just like how this <laughs> podcast how this podcast has allowed us to like 
try different games because we have a group that like our sole purpose is like to try different games you don't have to go out and hunt and be like hey guys i really want to play this is there anybody out there oh no there isn't oh that sucks yeah, yeah, yeah. all of like the facebook groups and like finding game groups that i've seen or you know i'm loosely a part of you'll all see these guys that'll be like hey i want to try this system and no comments and then someone's like yeah. planning a D game yeah. eight thousand comments yeah. Which I get. I get that it's popular and people want to stick with that. And, yeah. I, and I don't blame them by any means, especially for your first foray. And yeah. D&D is pretty hard to, you know, there's not much better. There is some systems I think you should probably start with before now that we've gone through this stuff, just from a lighter sense. Yeah. I would argue everyone's first thing should be a one-page rule system because we have had so much fun with those. I was just going to say, for those of us that have played them, do we want to include Dadlands and the Witch is Dead and... Lamentations, babies of all sorts. I thought about that because you didn't play Dadland with us. <clears throat> no, you, like I'm down with it. You guys, yeah. okay, we'll add it. Okay, right. okay. I gotta, I gotta make a list, and then yeah, we'll talk about them. You know what's funny though is that I don't know if I would ever play Dadlands again. I, I enjoyed it. I just, I feel like I would need to actually like have a reason to want to play a group of dads but it's a good system for, I, I mean, think it's again it's one page it's hard to have any critiques yeah. of it for me it's on the level and i guess we're talking about it now it's on the level of like babies and broadswords where like i would play the shit out of that if it was for like a baby shower or something yeah like someone you know ruins about to have another baby hypothetically let's all get together we're gonna play dad lands like that would be so much fun yeah. mm-hmm. but i don't think it would be my daily driver yeah. No, this is not but enough I there. I don't think it was made to be a daily driver. No, one page no. rules rarely are. None either. of those systems really could stand that yeah. long. You've like, the Witch is Dead would there. be fun, but trying dead. to put oh, a yeah, campaign Grimm. of just being small. Oh, I yeah. about Grim. Grim was That was great. a good one. I enjoyed that. Grim is one Grim? that you... Oh, yeah, Grim is Grim. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I feel like Grim is one you could technically run as a daily driver, but you would be probably best treating it kind of like a movie like I did. It would have to be so yeah. episodic that each one is completely unrelated. It's almost like you would do Twilight Zone horror. Yeah. Yeah. Which then, though, still there's systems that would probably do you better. Someday, I don't know how we'll do it through an auditory format, but I really want us to play Ten Candles. Because, man, is that a fun system. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I'm playing it again for our, my like home game, our Halloween special, and I'm super jazzed. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much fun. That's cool. I'm now also realizing I don't even know all the systems we've played. I have I'm okay. I have all of what I remember down, but now okay, I'm I'll lost again. Double check them because I gotta double check mine too. Uh, Cthulhu. Yep. Yeah. DCC. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk. Oh, I didn't put Cyberpunk in. <clears throat> I did, but I feel like you guys are not gonna like where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> What's after Cyberpunk? Gods. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't feel like we're going to agree where I put it, but... <laughs> I had a tar- hard one placing that. I'm going to explain why. I did not. <laughs> Monster of the Week. Oh, I love Monster of the Week. Yeah. Starfinder. Yeah. Pulp Cthulhu. Yeah. GURPS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to include D&D? Technically, we play D&D on... Okay, here's my thing. Our whole show, other than the fact that like we admit we love it, we admit we play it. Yeah. We have a, a live stream of spellcammer. Yeah. 
Our whole point is you should play something else. But I'm thinking maybe it's like a frame of reference, right? Think, like you put it like do, like how would I, Tim Hortons coffee? Yeah, like, like would I enjoy this system well, more than D and D? But here's the thing: I think D and D gets an S tier spot by default. Yeah. So there's some of these where like, I don't want to put, put it in A tier, and it's the system that I run. Yeah. But I have ones that I enjoy more, but I don't know if I'm looking to run them just because I like. I might look I don't. I don't want to learn yeah, a bunch of I systems. Agree. All right, all right. It's put it on your list because it sets what you think about. Okay. It's already on my list. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the extras that I've added are babies and broadswords, yep. oh, uh, Grin, Dadlands, The Witch is Dead, Lamentations of the Flame oh, Princess. I Lamentations. The hard part about some of these too is that we played them a lot less than other systems, and so like it's it is a little hard for me to be like, oh, lamentations. How do I feel about it? Because like I could argue that it should be in the same place as DCC from what it's going for, but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as DCC. But I didn't have enough. I've played DCC more, yeah, so like I was gonna say it ugh. is in the same place as DCC for me, but we also know how much I like DC, DCC, so. And then I also got to think about the whole freaking controversy around that system of Lamentations yeah. of the Fate. I'm just <laughs> looking at the system. So 100%. That's why I ranked it as low as Like, I I'm not... Yeah. I, I, it isn't maybe impacting where I would rank it, but it... it, it if if I had enjoyed it more, it would have probably impacted it. Well, it falls where I want it to be. What's the controversy? It was, the guy you made, it's a... a Douche novel. He's yeah. like, he's a bad guy. They yeah. published some stuff. HP that just, Lovecraft uh, was allegedly. Yeah, but he never made it. Call of Cthulhu. But it's still his idea. <laughs> yeah, but he's not making money off it. Okay, the other thing is that Lovecraft <laughs> is based on like eight different authors. It's yeah. not just yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he has like the first convention name. Yeah. Yeah. The sole, one of the sole creators of Lamentations allegedly is under uh, lots of court things <laughs> due to sexual assault. Yeah. And, and like, like it's only allegedly because they haven't actually finished the trial yet. Yeah. It is very much likely. I can't say confirmed yeah. because legally, it's not. Mm. But yeah. Well, now okay. I, now I'm questioning if I where I placed it is. I do feel like though there is nothing, and we've discussed this a lot. There's nothing wrong with separating the creation of somebody from what they made because blood typing we would have to throw out because that was developed under Nazi Germany's rule. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th there's so much that we live on today that we we don't maybe ignore yeah. where it came from, but we don't always acknowledge yeah. where it came I from. I think this, is, so, this is a, a side one, topic right? for me, but for, like, for me, the big stipulation is are they still financially gaining from it? Yeah, oh, that's my right. thing too, right? Like, I don't want to support anyone making money if they're yeah. like No one's making sense. money JK Rowling literally, I think just this week, got in yeah. more controversy. Of course because did. somebody had sent her a message saying, like, how do you live with yourself knowing that you've alienated yeah. half your fans? And then her tweet back was, I just look at my royalty checks every month and laugh. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, it's fair so for her I to say that. That is <laughs> some sassy... Yeah. sassy commentage right there yeah, yeah. that is a hardcore really line but it's also her, true but I appreciate that clap back yeah. I can, I, it's I a well placed tweet take. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like her but I like that comment yeah, it's a well placed tweet the but only, if it was someone else I'd like it more Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would have made it better is like how do you sleep at night on $10,000 sheets yeah. <laughs> alright all right. do we have our rankings I yep, do I okay. believe so alright this I, I feel like this episode is just for like our hardcore listeners who are like we want to hear the bullshit for an hour. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, okay, uh, who wants to go first? 
just go through each system okay. and say where we sure. put it on our ranking. All right, so... Or we, we want... can... Yeah, I was going to say we could do what tier we're on, but then that probably just gets way more yeah, confusing. I like right. Jody's idea. So, uh, did we? you want to explain the systems as we go or like give a little synopsis of them? Okay, so uh, let's start out. I'm just going to start. Uh, I'm going to do an order. Yeah, I don't know if we need to dive in too much. Go back and listen if you want to know about these systems, or else we'll be here talking for an hour. That's fair. All right, so in order of how we've covered them, Call of Cthulhu. S. Oh, yeah, I got that in S. S. Oh, no, I got that in A, sorry. (gasps) I also gave it A. I really like it. I would love to play more of it, but as I've always said, my favorite time with horror is when you can add that little bit of levity. So if you're bringing in a couple of pulp rules into a Call of Cthulhu game, yeah. absolutely S tier for me. Okay. I will still enjoy it and I will not feel bad about it, but it's not a system where I'm like, if I don't play a little bit more of that at some point in my life, yeah. I'll feel a little, yeah. not unfulfilled because that's aggressive, this is tabletop, <laughs> but like if I don't play at least one more session of pulp in my life, I'm going to be like, man, I missed out on a good yeah. opportunity there. I was the same, right? Like I enjoyed pulp more, so I couldn't put Call of Cthulhu on the same level yeah. as pulp. I think okay. that's kind of okay. the same mode yeah. I'm in. Okay. Um, all right, that's interesting. We're setting ourselves <laughs> off interesting. All right, uh, DCC. S. Yeah, S- I got that in S. S- C. Oh! I'm but actually I, surprised I have, you didn't drop it lower. I have fully admitted that it is just not the game for me. I totally understand that it's a good game. I totally, like, the things you guys like about it are totally valid. It is just, for me personally, it is not a game that I enjoy so playing. What yeah. is it? I, I'm curious. What is it about it that I, makes it not a game for you? I, I think, genuinely don't know. I think I have a good way to explain it. It doesn't add a lot of clarity to why Cade might not, but it still kind of works. Cade doesn't like Dark Souls. And I feel like I don't they like kind Dark of fit Souls. into that, right? right. And, and, yeah. I, and I don't know what specific part of it is that Cade doesn't like, and who knows. Yeah. But I think that that hard struggle is not what you're looking for, in a sense. Not in that way, right? Because yeah. like, I like some games that are like, yeah, it's a slog, and you have to like grind your way to the top. Yeah. For whatever reason, this one just doesn't do it for me. And yeah. I don't know what it is. You it don't just, have that masochistic... No, it just twist. doesn't click in this think, format. Right? I can see it, too, because it's... It's modernizing like a really old school form of playing tabletop games, you know? Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. it definitely brings it into the twenty first century, but it's still trying to be like old school D D. So if you like had already been doing like fifth edition or something like that, yeah. it, like I can definitely see why you wouldn't like it as much. Yeah. yeah. I can see why people wouldn't like DCC. Like yep. yeah. and it really like it doesn't get in the way by any means, but it does nothing for role play in my opinion either. And I yeah. know how much you like role play. So. I, I do love some role play. And like I said, like I, it is I tried to like for this one keep it to like where I would put it. Like I think it's yeah. objectively a very good system, but for my tastes I wouldn't rank it very high because I wouldn't play it again if yeah, it was just me. Totally totally more to Jaden's point there. So, Kate, you and I played in a co-worker's um, D- D&D-DCC yep. hybrid game this summer. Yep. I think we had a lot of fun. Yeah. But I also think that the ability to roleplay, it was inherently less based on the dungeon crawl style. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not stopping and asking people questions very often. No. You're coming across a monster, immediately killing them before they kill you. Yeah. Right? Like, I totally agree when you yep. guys put it like that. Because yeah. it is like trying to go to that old school... Of like your role playing, quote unquote, is more about like how you navigate the environment or like acting combat, less yeah. about like talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're you're playing an adventurer, and an adventurer <clears throat> in those games are someone who goes and kills monsters and collects loot, and their motivations are only slightly deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Next, we covered gods. I put this one S tier because yeah. I love it. 
Uh, I, it was my first time DMing, so that might have tainted it. But mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoyed the world that's created. I really liked how it's different from D&D, even though, you know, it's kind of connected thematically. Um, spoiler alert, we're going to be playing it again this season. I loved it. The full version. The full version. When it was out, it was just a demo. Yeah, and now the full version is released for backers. And I got was able to plead and beg through email for them to let me back late. Uh, so I got access to all of it, and I'm, I'm super jazzed about it. Which, I mean, so. any of those people should be totally cool with pretty much until I'm like a month or out from real, full release. Yeah. Of course I want your money now. It's yeah. not a bad thing. And I guess they could be like, oh, well, you know, we could get $20 more from him when he has to buy the full system. Yeah. That's just poor business in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You're asking for somebody to forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I have it in C simply because I just didn't have enough time with it. Like, yeah. I think it seems cool. I think that some of the world building is a larger depth than I care about, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. I'm cool with having that stuff and I'll just parry chair. Perry chick is what I was going to say. <laughs> Cherry pick out what I enjoy from it. And Four I, ounces of booze. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that like I do enjoy the direction it wanted to go in. I just didn't yeah. have enough time to really get a good feel with it beyond what I did. I had a good time playing yep. with it. But from what I had experienced at that point, I don't feel compelled to drive back into it. But also, I know that I'm going to get another chance to play yeah. it. So I'll probably have a differing opinion. I think it'll probably bump up into a B once I have more time with it. Because it seems like it definitely could. But yeah, yeah just... I can't put it anywhere higher from a lack of... I just don't know how I yeah. feel about it's it. It's also tough because it was in our old format where we only yeah. played one playthrough of yeah. it. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time with it because I was a first-time DM, so I was paranoid. So like I read through it 40 times. Yeah. But you guys had two hours. Yeah. yeah. Right? So uh, I ranked it a B because I... I kind of similar to Jaden. Like I just didn't have enough time with it. Yeah. Um, the demo version didn't have the character creation. <clears throat> you are playing pre-made yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember liking the skill system and the fact of like you had kind of like pips telling you how yep. how good you could do that thing, yep. um, and, and I thought that was nice and simple. But um, and the the dark storytelling is obviously yeah. gripping on me. But um, the fact that it was like episodic stories, like it's made to play their pre made systems or campaigns, makes me go a little wary that it won't be as flexible to changing things up and creating a custom. Yeah. Um, could be totally wrong, but until I see it more, yeah, I can't score it higher based off that. From what I've seen in the books, because we, we're going to play a pre-made in the, the actual playthrough, it does look like it's more geared towards, like, here's the world, make whatever you want in it. Right. Yeah, so yeah, their preview was really narrowed down to yeah. try and really yeah. give you a taste of what they think the system yeah. should but look like. But it was like also it was a quick people. start. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Your quick start shouldn't <clears throat> give you too much options yet. Yeah. I have gods first written in A and then crossed out, put in B and then crossed out again. And I don't know <laughs> which an, one I wanted in. It's an A point five. It is. It's, it's an like a B point five because, <laughs> like, like you said, I forgot that we had only played one session of yeah. that because I was like, I didn't feel like it left that strong of an impression mm-hmm. on me. But that's because we only played one session. Yeah. But I also really liked. Like, I loved the artwork, yeah. the, the aesthetic, really the general, like, like I don't know. I liked how the book looked. I liked the skills and the classes. I liked the lore and the storytelling. But it just felt like a little bit unfinished because it was. Yeah. I fully mm-hmm. expect it to sit firmly in A tier after we play it again, though. That's fair. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what I expect, yeah. too. Yeah. And like I said, with it being the first system I ever DM'd, there's definitely some personal bias in my S tier range. And they had a really cool Spotify playlist. Yeah, they so did. Three of them. Yeah. <laughs> they were really good. Yeah. <laughs> I also had only one other thing in my C tier, and I didn't want it to be lonely. That's fair. not actually my reason, but I'm just looking at it now, and it seems like a good excuse. That's fair. Uh, then we had... 
Cyberpunk Red, which I will remind everybody at the time was sold out. Even if we wanted to do the core system, which at the time we were only doing quick starts, yeah. we couldn't get a hold of the core system outside of the PDF. So uh, where did you put Cyberpunk Red? I put it at D. Of course you did. Because I really didn't enjoy it. Um, this was kind of... And we've talked about this in this season. Where like I started realizing that I'm not that big into sci-fi as I used to think that I was. And maybe I am, but just not this genre of sci-fi. I just really didn't enjoy it. And I think part of that is the whole... I can't remember what the name of it is. But like when you go into the like into the computer playing its own... Uh, net running. Yeah. The net running. It felt like Jaden was playing a different game from us at the same time. Yeah. Which, like, it was cool to sit back and listen, but it was just like, wow, I, I bet Jaden's having a lot of fun. <laughs> As the GM, I, I didn't know if I saw it that way. I saw him playing a different sequence, sequence of events, a different moveset in the same game. Yeah. But See, I feel like that's because you're at a, on a different plane of observation, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. as players, I kind of... Like in no resentful way. Man, I sure wish I had these cool yeah. like computer hack powers. Yeah. Like it forces you to split the party, which is weird. Yeah. That's true. I think that yeah, like I agree with you guys, not be, being the guy that played it, I enjoyed it. I put Cyberpunk on B for myself just because mm. I also would like to dig into it more and it was almost it was between that and the other system that I am gonna run for the third season. Because I wanted to see more, because from what my understanding was, is that the fact that the net running felt so separate was because that was the only class specific yes. set yeah. of rules yeah. that they had. But each class did have their own thing that they could do. Yeah. And I don't know if, I feel like some of the classes would still fall short of the net running because it feels very fleshed out. And I'm sure at least mm -hmm. one of the tanky guys would just have like a better combat or like he could interact with combat more yeah. in depth. But would that really make him feel like he's playing a fully different game? Where, like, Netrunning, I do agree, it did feel like I was doing something different. It was still within the rules. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it would need to be dug into more from that point to see it differently. But, yeah, I, I do think that I would like to know more, and that's why I have it in B tier. Yeah. I also had it as a B because, like, I want to see the full system and get a handle on it. Uh, I do really like the aesthetic. I, I will also admit that, like, I don't have a lot of knowledge about, like, the cyberpunk kind of dystopian mm -hmm. kind of thing um but i want to know more because it intrigues me so like just the setting itself i'm like that's really interesting that's so good yeah. i love that yeah i mean they they're, they're naming themselves after the genre of cyberpunk yeah. and it's such a cool genre to me i really like that stuff so that's probably also where i would rank it a little bit higher I, i'm sure if i played it it would at least be in or the more in-depth system i'd probably put it at a I, i'd probably put it as an a too yeah. i put it in c tier because it was like it was alright to play, but I didn't, like, I'm kind of like with Cade here. After we played a couple sci-fi tabletop systems, I realized, like, I want a visual representation of my sci-fi, whether it be a movie, TV show, or a video game. Yeah, that's fair. I just find that I can't get into the technology when it's described and we're rolling dice, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that's even fair. in, like, books and stuff, I've realized while playing this and while reading other books... My sci-fi has to be very grounded in, like, our reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Martian, or The Martian and uh, Project Hail Mary, both by Andy Weir, are both sci-fi books, but it's just advance of us yeah. and still connected to... Yeah. You know, I feel like you, like you really like Ready Player One. I love Ready Player and, One. But, like, Ready Player Two was a The dystopian future <laughs> is not that different from what we currently yeah. live. 
And, yeah. like, their sci-fi is a video game. Like, so they're yeah. entering a whole virtual landscape. Yeah, it's much yeah. more grounded. I think once it gets too big, I just, I disconnect from it. Yeah, that is the issue of sci-fi, which I guess you could say is kind of true of fantasy, too, that, you know, like, we're dealing with a bunch of abstract stuff that doesn't exist in our world, but fantasy has been with our society for so long. It's been yeah. written since, you know, probably, you know, five or six centuries yeah. ago is oh, when fantasy sure. started. So we have a history of interacting with it, whereas sci-fi is only existed pretty much since we've become a you know the technological yeah. revolution so you know the 50s even you know was the kind exactly. of time of that so we've had such a low time with it that it is hard for us to extrapolate from it whereas fantasy we spent so time much time extrapolating in so many different directions that it's not that crazy when you find someone's new magic system because there's been so many yeah. magic systems that it'll yeah. probably be like something else but when you try and imagine a new piece of tech you're getting to a point where we're like oh that's so unrelated to anything we've even thought of yet so how do i connect yeah and then, of course, we covered Zweihander, uh, which I have placed as my final B tier um, mm. because I, I really liked it. <laughs> it's very overwritten. And so I could find that that's a system that I would be dropping a lot of rules from. But I like the aesthetic, the gritty, dark fantasy. Um, I like the morality system in that game in particular and like how it's a sliding scale. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, there's just a lot of things that I'm like, that's a neat spin on something that I haven't seen before or have seen in a different way. I forgot it on my list, so I mm. just placed it. I think I put it at A tier. Yeah. Because I really I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the character <clears throat> creation was some of the best that we've done in any system so far. Um, I really enjoyed just like the overall play. It was easy to pick up. I felt it was very accessible. Um, and like, yeah, there were some things that we you know, we could have dropped in terms of rules, but I don't feel like it was to the level of GURPS where it was like, I'm dropping too much that now it's a different system. You I really what? enjoyed it, and I would totally play a Zweihander system again. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to move it up to an A tier because you, you convinced me there are a lot of unique things about the character creation. I think maybe where I struggled was as the GM, it's actually not that different, but there's a ton of information rules. Yeah. They're just like, it doesn't feel, that, while there's a lot of rules, it doesn't feel that different. Yeah. But I think as a player, it would feel a lot different. So I think that's why I'll move it up to an A. That's fair. I had it in C, but I think since now we're doing point fives, I think I'd move <laughs> it down to D.5. I think Ooh, there are a lot yeah. of good things to pull from it. Like what you guys said, the character creation was really cool. The morality <laughs> system is super interesting. I run a more simple morale system in my D&D games, but I wouldn't hate also expanding it more with people who understood the rule more. The reason why I run it simply is because it's just a behind-the-screen thing that you guys don't really get to interact with when you're playing in my games. But outside of those handful of rules, like I, I enjoyed it, but I felt like, I feel like this is an attempt at flavoring D and D or like fantasy things dark. And I didn't think it really ever reached this dark that they were talking about to me. Like, yeah. like when I think of dark, I want to see baby's skulls getting crushed. I think I mean, they did allude dark. To that I feel like Zweihander doesn't. Yeah. But I think that's my issue with it is it feels like, Zweihander is almost like the dark that cuts to black without showing. And that's okay. cool. And I'm fine with that. But yeah. at some point, if I'm playing a dark system, I don't want you to cut it to black. It is one of the only systems that we put a trigger warning on before the episode. Yeah. It is, is also, we did play a pre-made campaign. Yeah. Right. So like the pre-made that comes along with it might not have been as dark. Cause it's like, yeah, here's like your taster. Yeah. Right. I think not was, all of them I, can be cutting off children's fingers in a CD back room. Yes, not, you can't always be taking it to 11 <laughs> in the dark or else it's going to be 
bland potentially. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think it still falls in the room of like all the other ones. Again, it was one we didn't touch as much. So if I played it a little bit longer, maybe I would place it differently. But I don't think it would jump up to an A. I think best Y Hander could do would be get up to a B for me. I just I I I'd play. That's when I'd play if someone asked me to. But I'm not looking to run it anytime soon. I, I think you had made the comment that like, the the social. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's when you actually entered into like a gameplay planning of like how to the social interaction, the social interactions. Yeah. I think you were like one that's like I could do without this. Yeah, I can't remember because it was like the it rock paper like, scissors version of like interacting mm. with people, yeah, yeah. Where, like yeah. charm or intimidate. Which or I do think is cool from a gameplay perspective, but me like I'm really big on the improvisational side, and I'll just yeah. in, I like to think of that because that's how most people are, right? You don't really know how you're going to respond until you're actually in a situation. So having this map of how someone would respond. It's Social a very intrigue. useful skill, or it's a very useful thing to have when you're running a game, but me, I'll just... Which really just means people are just relying on what I feel like is a reasonable response, which means I'm probably providing a much more narrow experience in the grand scheme of things, but that's how I run it, and I ain't changing. No, fair. <laughs> yeah. I also put Zweihander pretty low. I like C, D. Probably yeah. like D, honestly. Yeah. I think, though, that the pre-made that we played colors the D ranking a lot, because yeah. I... I did not like the pre-made. Like, the whole wedding part, I just could have done without. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the social intrigue system, it's funny, when we first read the rules, I was really hyped to do it. And then when we actually did it, I agree with Jaden. I was like, man, I'd rather just be able to, like, talk off the cuff. Yeah, just see where thing. it rolls kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it did kind of... Zweihander, yeah. I will give that, a, like, a different adventure... Or a different setting or something could change that for me up to like yeah. a B probably. Yeah, I feel but like the whole time we played it, I just wanted to be playing DCC. Yeah, so. I feel like if you took Zweihander <laughs> and used it for the campaign we played in Gods, yeah, it would have been awesome. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm certain that a big part of my placing in it is like everyone else is saying it's partially based on the session we ran, not how you ran it. No, totally. I think it was still yeah. ran well. It just some some yeah. adventures aren't for everyone, right? But also, when go. that's the one that's included, that is how they're presenting the game. So, and yeah. that's what I was so going to get at is for probably eighty percent of the systems that we've played so far, we have done the scenario they provided. The exception would be Cthulhu, although that scenario was up until seventh edition, the one they included in. And GURPS, uh, GURPS, we did not. Um, Monster of the Week, we did not. And Marvel didn't have a built-in one, but we did take one of their we official licensed ones. Yeah. And so, and the reason why is because if you're going to pack in an adventure, that's the one that you're saying like, hey, this does a really yeah, good job of exactly. selling the system. Yeah. And so by doing it, we're going to kind of their standard of an adventure. Yeah. And I agree that like, that's not my favorite scenario we've done. I actually didn't mind it. It had a little bit of everything, but to me, that's exactly what it was. It's like, Hey, here's a small bit of everything. And it didn't really do any of those things really well. Yeah. I think I will say though, that that setting, if, if it was a, like four new, who had never played tabletop really before, I think exploring the mechanics in that setting or in that, that, that uh, campaign would actually be kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I think to us where we're like, we know how yeah, it works. We, we know how to play a tabletop yeah. game. We've done it a bunch of times. That is like a, a tutorial that we would have just like pressed start to skip. Yeah. And like if it was a video game. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. Okay. And then we had, um, we had Monster of the Week. Easy A. Easy A. Easy A. Yeah. yeah I love that me. system. I mean, I got that in S tier personally. I think it is yeah. such a versatile system. I think you could not even do what it set out to be of this monster of the week thing and i think you could run a lot of things like 
honestly, probably the best system to flavor into Power Rangers probably would be Monster of the Week, other than the powers, right? Like, there is yeah, some stuff you'd have to good. cut, but I really dug that. And it Monster of the Week totally vibes with how I run of a lot looser of a game yeah. and really focusing on people's <laughs> fun instead of focusing on a rule yeah. set. Like, it's yeah. got a lot of good rules, but it feels like the rules that it has are the necessary rules and it like throws away any of the extra clutter just so you can get into doing the wacky monster of the week motif. And it probably captures what it's looking to capture the best out of any system in my opinion. It's really fun. The only reason I wouldn't put it at an S is because I feel if I played it like multiple times in a row, I'd probably want to do something else. That's fair. I don't think it could still even be a daily driver for me, but it's definitely something I could pull out quite a few times in a year. I figure for me, it's, it's one of those where like I have two up in S and I just mm. didn't like Monster of the Week as much as those. That's I still think it's a fantastic... Like, if you're doing, like, the left-to-right ranking within the tier, it's, like, right up there for, yeah. for A tier for me. That's fair. I, uh, I also marked it as an A. Kind of similar to Kate. Like, I already had ones that I, like, unequivocally liked more. Yeah. But, um, you know, one of the reasons I might deduct from it is before the revised edition, the rule was you had to you had to retire your uh, player, your mm. investigator after so long. Yeah. And I kind of just like, I'm glad that they revised that to be like, well, no, you can actually just multi-class instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like the episodic shtick to me is like kind of Jody said, like it only has so much to go yeah. with. And then after that, it's like, oh, I'm literally just playing a monster of the week, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would, I would deduct it. Uh. I'm going to go back. So that was the end of our season one. And then in that time, we also had Dadlands. So where did you guys put Dadlands? Uh, I put it at B tier. That's where I had it too. I think it's really fun. I think people should play it. But yeah, there's not a lot of longevity in it either. I put it as a C. Same reasons, just a little bit harsher. Yeah, that's fair fair enough. Okay. Uh, Then, just trying to think if we had anything. I think those are only like seasonal episode for season one. For season one, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we go into season two. We of course had our DCC uh, second one. So we don't. I don't think we S plus. <laughs> yeah, the C. second was better. A solid C. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Starfinder. Uh, I also put this one as C. It was just Pathfinder, but less good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, put, I put it in the same place for the same reason. Yeah, it's like tap water. It was decent. I'd play it again, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't ha- hassle people into playing it with me. Yeah. yeah, I put it as a D because I don't think that it should be a separate system. I agree. And because of that, I, I don't think that you should sell for a full system price when you could have just put an add-on for half the price. Yep. I switched the place with Zvihander because upon <laughs> thinking more, I was like, you know. I can't really hate Starfinder because it's like so similar to something I've already played that it's like if we wanted to play Pathfinder in space, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna take umbrage with it. Yeah. Just give me the rules for Pathfinder in space. That's what it is. Yeah. But like it's a whole system. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, no, I got I it in the it. same place as you. I put it down in D tier and it really fits for me because I would probably put Pathfinder in C tier. And then if you're just selling me a whole other book, which like again with you, I think it could have been a hundred page a, you know expansion yeah. just what Spelljammer did yeah right where exactly. it's just an, an appendix yeah. on if you give me the tight this. rules of what i yeah. need to run the system and then if i feel like i need to figure out anything else i'll add on the three or four other bells and whistles yeah. whereas they're like here's all these extra bells and whistles like really all we needed out of it was like the world building and the specific classes and races and past that the ships yeah the, the, ships. Ship the guns which the also guns. the ship combat i hated it 
It, it was, was so slow. Oh. I think it would be better if it was on a table, like an actual tabletop. I think it would help, but I still think at the end of the day, it's like you're you're you've now taken what is all of us having the agency of our own turns, and now kind of forced us all to try and take our turns all at the same time. Yeah. But in tears, right? It wasn't like we were all like, okay, what are we gonna do? Like, I feel like it was trying to be collaborative while still allowing us to each make our own individual decisions where I feel like maybe we should have just kind of went the Power Rangers route and more went full collaborative running the ship. Like, Power Rangers does the same kind of thing, but I think it did it better. It was faster. That was was really the only difference. It was stripped down in comparison, and that's what made it fun. Because if I had to run full combat in the power ranger system the way we were doing our individual combats i probably would feel the exact same way with the pathfinder i've been like this yeah, is too yeah. much the only good I want thing this I, to be a quick moment the only good thing i can say about uh, starfinder not spelljammer starfinder mm. is that it, it finalized my conversion to team hex grid over square grid mm, hex grid is hex great. Grid is great yeah yeah because there's no more like well if i move to the technically i'm moving farther but I don't. yeah no, there's no the five hex. ten you five. just move like, but that was all it got. But traditional D anD D did hex for overland travel. Yes, it was only in dungeons they did. Scores. But I'm also very loose with overland travel, anyway. Yeah, I've never played a game that actually used overland travel rules. Like, what you did was Vihander. No, but I mean, like, oh, did we use overland travel rules? Okay, well, that's yeah, the only sense. time I've ever played where we've actually used overland yeah, I'm travel. I'm very rules. loose with it. Yeah. I just I think look at it like, are. how many days? Yeah, all right, we'll roll two encounters. It seems like such a setup of like, it's no narrative, narratively driven, role play driven, like whatever. Yeah. It's literally just like a chance encounter at, at combat. Yeah. yeah, or even worse, it's just a health pool drain, which I guess you could argue is the same thing as traps in, you know, a. Sure. In a, a a but you can a, you can usually much more easily avoid or solve traps in a dungeon yeah. whereas the lots of overland travel i feel like they're like oh you walked into a pit like okay so i took 10 damage cool so yeah, yeah i run it the same way as Cade yeah. and stuff it's just you were gone for so many days likelihood most of that time is going to be boring travel where nothing happens and there will be two moments that are interesting let's play out those two moments. yeah are you doing something fun on the way tell me what it is cool yeah you did that yeah the, the only reason i even do overland travel in like cthulhu is if the amount of time it takes them or something that could happen along the way actually has a narrative yeah like yeah. influence on later like if they take too long all of a sudden the bad guy is in x stage or something yeah. you know like yeah all right. Well, after that, we had Pulp Cthulhu. S tier. Yeah, S tier. S, yeah. B. Whoa. Whoa. Because I think Cthulhu itself is an S tier, and Pulp, as excited as I was for it, it took away most of the stuff that I liked so much mm. about Cthulhu. That is fair. Uh, they are surprising. The one shot yeah. danger of death, the mm. intense punishment of sanity, and the like being a weakling in a like terrifying world it's like it, i felt like it was gone in pulp i enjoyed it i yeah. played again but like if i put cthulhu as an s i have to put pulp as a b just because i felt it it watered down the things that i like so much about cthulhu see and i don't know carl felt pretty weak in a perilous world <laughs> yeah. i don't know he also did nuke 80 <laughs> he fish did, in yeah. one he did egg. commit war crimes yeah so i put it as s because i I feel like they can live on their own. Yeah. I can play either one and, mm-hmm. and have fun and not confuse them for the same thing. Like I actually think, and it doesn't have a f- the price of the full-fledged game. It is a reduced price, but I feel like it could be its own game and I'd still have fun. Yeah. 
I like how it's a reduced price. It's maybe even more pages than Path yeah. or Starfinder was, and Starfinder is somehow a full-fledged system for full price. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Paizo, get your pricing figured out. Yeah. Jeez. Highway robbery. And we made that comment at the time, too. Like, this is an add-on that feels like a full system versus Starfinder's a full system that feels like an add-on. Yeah. Yeah. I would sooner play Pulp than I would base Cthulhu. Just because it fits more to my... Yeah. My taste. I loved Pulp. Yeah, I so I'm, much fun. I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. But if you could figure out a way to perfectly mesh or like mesh Pulp and Call of Cthulhu together, I think yeah. that would be an SS tier for me. Yeah. I don't know exactly I, which parts you I would think, piece together. I think you just but... reduce. You would have to reduce the like hero powers or whatever they have, the talents, the heroic powers. Yeah, I think powers. just fall right in the middle of it all, right? I want to. I want death to be a real possibility, especially once I'm facing like the world-ending yeah. beings. But I don't hate the idea of being able to like mow my way through a couple of their minions almost kind of like the mummy and stuff that we talked about style right like most things go down easy but when you're facing the real opposition that thing is a power that's far beyond what humans can deal with and you're gonna have to be real creative to solve that i would say that like that the resident evil cthulhu session that you ran for us that full campaign that we played um that to me was like that's what i'd want out of pulp cthulhu where it's like it's the Cthulhu base rules, but you get to start as a cooler person. You so know, like, we're like special that, forces yeah. operators, yeah, not just fair. like average Joe just on the street. Yeah. So what I did with that is I made, and this was before we had the Pulp Cthulhu rules, I doubled the amount of um, points you had to buy your skills, which is exactly what Pulp Cthulhu does. Yeah. I did not double the health like Cthulhu, Pulp Cthulhu does. Yeah. And I made custom classes that were essentially like the experience packages that the normal Cthulhu adds. And so it was like, you're going to have these custom skills already. So it was like a half Pulp Cthulhu, honestly. Yeah. Pulp Cthulhu is the only time we've ever run late with a recording. And I did not apologize to my wife after. (laughs) So it had to be S tier. (laughs) But that's, I guess, a testament to how much fun you had. Yeah, I had a blast. Okay. And then we had Marvel. I went A tier. Me too. As much as I loved it and it was my favorite from last, I have to acknowledge that it's not as good of a system as Pulp. Yeah, I would play it again just to use the physical map and stuff, but I don't think I'd play it again otherwise. But it's a it's a game that I I would like tell people stories about playing. Like, yeah, we got this like weird Marvel game from the eighties and it was like so funky. I would love to find a physical edition somewhere just for my own collection, just to say that I have it. I saw a picture the other day on Facebook where a guy had found one in a shop and it was like forty bucks for the box set or something. I was like, dang, that's a solid deal. I'm assuming it was complete. I could be wrong, but I think um, either Jason or Jeremy from Old Men Rolling Dice. Did this found one, yeah. Yeah. and box was in great condition. I think it was just missing the dice, maybe. Oh, that's not that big. Yeah. But it had like the standees for characters yeah. and stuff. Oh, I'd be all over that. Uh, I have it as a, uh, I have it as a C tier. Um, I, I actually have a strong affinity for Marvel. <laughs> I Spider Man. I love you guys know I have a Spider Man tattoo. Like I love Spider Man. Um, I just found that. The rules were antiquated in a way that modern gaming has moved past because we're more sensible. We understand what makes a better written game. And so because of that, the rules were kind of just like archaic. And I recognize that I'm not reviewing it as a as its time. I'm recognizing mm-hmm. it from a modern era. Yeah. I would okay. say that I think part of that is because you ran and didn't play. Yeah. I think from a player standpoint, I had so much fun, like just fun. describing 
what the crazy stuff we were doing. You know, I got to transform into a bear with a magical force field. Yeah. Like that's so cool. We went back in time. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but I could totally nuts. see. Yeah. I could see from a running it standpoint that those rules yeah. would be like way more frustrating than for us because we just got to take advantage of the yeah. yeah. For us, it was like laughable the things yeah. that were vague. Like, what the hell is an area? Oh, it's like a city block. Sick. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, everything is darkness now. And like for us, it was just funny. You had to actually try to like control us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know about that yeah. I have it as B tier. I really dug it. I think it was super fun. I would probably you know mess around with it again if someone really wanted to, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just it was just good. There was nothing really wrong about it. I was really thinking that the freaking chart that they gave us there was gonna make it a nightmare. And I actually I found out I really chart. enjoyed that yeah, chart. I was too. so like turned around on it the moment I started using it. I was like, oh, this is really clean, actually, which yeah. is surprising because I do agree with you. Lots of it does feel somewhat antiquated, which isn't always bad. But that chart, I was like, oh man, this just looks archaic. And it's like, oh man, maybe some games should bring some charts yeah. into their system like this. I didn't mind the chart. Actually, Call of Cthulhu, older editions had a chart for like resistances mm-hmm. and poisons and stuff. Cool. And so, but they got rid of it for basically the same reason I would get rid of it now. Just um, streamlined. It's, it's fine. I like the chart. I think it had a few too many columns, you know, take yeah. off a couple on the end. And then I think the, uh, like the, the effect column up top. Yeah. Should have just been placed in a different location so that you couldn't conflate the two. Mm-hmm. So next is GURP. So we all F. 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 And we've talked enough about this. I don't think yeah. any of us yeah. have any more to say why we dislike GURPS. No. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then, of course, before we get to season three, which we only have one left for that. Uh, we also had Grin, which was the card-based one that we played a Halloween mm-hmm. sci-fi horror I went A tier because I think it's an awesome like one shot, maybe like a really short campaign. Um, I think it is probably my favorite of the little like I guess it's not really a one pager, but my favorite of like the little mini campaigns that you've run. I mean, I think it still was, was one, it page. one page. I thought it had a couple sure pages. It yeah, it's just it's just its no. rules are really useful. Everything comes yeah. down to pulling a card, right? If like it's a, more or less says role play out the yeah. small stuff, and if anything that someone could mess up or get hurt from, pull yeah. a card. Yeah, so, I really liked it. I yeah, it stays out of your way. I, I have it in A tier as well. Actually, I didn't even write it down, but that's where it's going is in A tier. Because yeah, I think like that's super useful and it. You could even just grab it if you're like, you're scared that your system isn't going to sell a compelling enough horror moment and you want a real horror moment, although you have to accept that you might kill your characters in a totally yeah. different system. So maybe give them secondary characters to use in it or something. But like, if you're like, I want to run a horror experience in D&D, man, just grab that and play that for your session. Maybe keep some of your D&D rules over top of it, but use the cards to dictate death or something like that. And you would run a fairly tense system, in my opinion. Yeah. Did you, you already did, yeah. No, I didn't. Well, okay, go. Oh, um, I was a little bit harder, and I think I was harder on the one-pager systems in general. Just because, like, I think as I really enjoyed your stories. I thought I had so much fun playing them. But I think for me, they kind of tread that line of, like, just too few rules for me to really sink my teeth into. You know, oh, like, yeah. I like rules light, but this was too light. And so I can't see myself playing a long-term campaign with them. And so I, I went with a C-tier for Grin. Despite how much I love that session, yeah, yeah. From a longevity yeah. standpoint, none of these would get the point because you would, you would, yeah. you would, you'd end up having to make, to do, right? Totally, yeah. and I would absolutely play Grin again as like a one-off. Hey, come over, let's have some drinks, yeah. and let's play this game. But like, I also like systems that I can like dig into for a while. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. There, there'd be you would be consider like constantly trying to figure out edge cases with these one page rules because so much is unwritten. Somebody like, oh, can I do this? It's like, oh god, now I just have to think about it. So it now totally comes to the whoever's running its own ability to just decide things in the moment. And at that point, you're now just playing someone else's head game in yeah. a sense. Mm-hmm. I put it as a B tier for the system because. <clears throat> I enjoyed. I li- I like the idea of the system, especially using the playing cards. Yeah. It's a great replacement for dice. Um, but same thing. It was like a little light on the rules, and I don't necessarily mean that as a bad thing. It's just like it's like exactly like you said. There'd be edge cases where you'd be weird to figure stuff out. But that being said, uh, like an S tier when combined with the scenario that you ran for us because that was awesome. I'm so glad that everyone enjoyed that. I always worry about when I run horror things. I'm like, am I getting enough? Am I saying too little? Am I saying too much? I don't know. They're so hard to tell if you're running. I don't think I've ever had as much anxiety over a game (laughs) than in that game. I love when like the out, like the, the solution to a horror situation is that like, you were safe the whole time. Like, if you did nothing, you would have survived. So, like, when you told us at the end that, like, yeah, you just launched yourself into space for nothing. Yeah. 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 I love, yeah. (laughs) I totally ripped that off of, it's, like, almost like a sci-fi Twilight Zone show. I've never seen it. I was just, like, rolling around through stuff randomly. One day I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll listen to this guy's breakdown of this show from the 90s that got one season. And yeah. he was talking about that one. I'm like, oh, God, that is perfect. <laughs> I'm so using this. And the next time I have to run a horror and you guys happen to be, yeah, that it was was the twist that there was no bug. It was just a system failure that assumed that there was a bacteria inside. Yeah. And all you guys really needed to do was reboot the system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I, actually, the, the show that that's from, that's one of Joss Whedon's, or not Joss Whedon. Um, oh, God, they have a similar last name. I, don't know. I think it's also Wheaton, not Whedon. Will Wheaton. Will that's, no. he, that's one of his first acting roles oh, in yeah. that episode. Yeah, uh-huh. And he's the guy that messes up in the end and realizes, oh no, I, I, we didn't need to kill everybody after yeah. I murdered everyone in the building. <laughs> and then dies. And then our second Christmas episode we ever did was The Witch Is... Well, the Witch Is Fucking Dead. Yeah, I loved The Witch Is Dead yeah. too. That one is so fun. That one's my favorite. It is also an A tier for me with... Um, I think I put Dadland. No, Dadland is in B. Then I have the other ones that. But The Witch is Dead is so much fun. I don't. It's another one of those things. Again, I you could not run a long term campaign on that. No. There would be no fun in being a frog for eighty sessions. But the fun of just playing such a random character, which you would never create or even yeah. fathom creating in a tabletop system, yeah. to me was like such a fun take. Well, on and it. it was actually just released as like a, a kind of a official game. Uh, involving the creator plus uh, Marisha Ray, yeah, from, from Critical, Critical Role. Role. Yeah. And what is the name of it now? I think I sent it to you. I can't remember. It's got a different name, but it's basically just been expanded to have like a couple more rules, but like yeah. nothing crazy. It's yeah. still a one pager. Yeah, I think it's just a slightly more written out one yeah. page now. Yeah, I put it in B tier for me alongside Dadlands. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, arguably they're the same in the grand scheme of things. I just really like the motif. That's the only reason yeah, why it's yeah. above Dadlands. I, I put it in A tier as well. Same thing for the novelty. The, yeah. The, the mix of cute and mature themes at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Ooh, yeah. Santa with his eyes gouged out and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Killer. I was really critical on it, and I went C tier. That's fair. That's where you've been ranking the rest of them, so it's fair. Yeah, it's consistent. My dad lands, my grin, and my witch is dead. Is they're all C because I just for the same exact reason. I can't even add more to it than that. Yeah. Um, I just 
thank God that Jaden has such a great storytelling style <laughs> because I probably would have been less enthused than that. Yeah, you can really drag these systems down if you don't have a creative story because that's the whole point. They're one shots, and like if you try to run them as anything other than episodic <laughs> one shots, you can maybe run a few of them, but they almost need to be completely unrelated to each other because you need to totally dive into the wackiness yeah. of it because. The wheels are going to fall off anyway, so you might as well start with the wheels already off. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't want to give away too much for this last one, uh, because mm. we, of course, still have to release our review and all of our actual play episodes, but, but so people get a taste. We are we, missing two. We don't have Babies Abroad. So oh, you're we're right. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> we'll put a pause again on, on the last one. So we have also uh, collaborated, a sponsored one that we did. Um, and I want to throw out that this was sponsored in the fact that they gave us one to give away. Yeah. They gave us free copies for the show and they ran it for us. I think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, they, so they bought you? And I'm like, no, no, no. no. Like, we were all excited. We yeah. were so stoked. So Babies and Broadswords. Absolutely loved it. I, I gave it A tier. I, I thought it was fantastic. I would play it again in a heartbeat. I went with it A tier as well. Yeah. Um, not for any particular reason other than just like, again, if I'm separating the ones that I would play over and over and over again with the ones that I would play a lot. Yeah. Babies and Broadswords is one yep. I would play a lot. It would not be my daily driver, but I friggin' loved it. The humor in it alone was yep. a seller. And to give away a little trade secret here, uh, we may be doing a little bit more collaboration with their new release of Crawl of Cthulhu. Yeah. Shock, I know. You're so surprised that Ruin really wanted to play another Cthulhu-based property. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I put it in B tier, but I do feel like it would be in those things of B.5. It was really good. I would really like to play more. I just, I, after playing it, I super enjoyed it. I have no complaints about it, but I don't feel that nagging thing of like, I haven't thought of it like, man, I would play Babies and Broadswords again. I totally would. It just won't be of my own volition. So the moment someone even just says Babies and Broadswords, I'll be right in on that conversation, yeah. but I probably won't be the guy starting yeah, it. So yeah. it just needed to be a little lower, but yeah. I think B would be too low. It's right firmly in between a and yeah, for me. I bumped it up because it's one of the only actual plays because I edit them it's one of the only ones that after we released it I listened to it again because mm -hmm. I had a ton of fun with it yeah it really was really well it. and special shout out to Potions and Potpourri for joining yeah. us mm -hmm. and Jason Cassidy from uh, Even Footing Games yeah. because uh, that helped sell the experience for sure oh yeah it definitely made it a lot yeah. better for sure and I mean I think it still would have been great without that any of that stuff but it, it took it to the next level for sure yeah totally and then, of course, we had Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which was the only one where we went, are we doing this? Like, is this one we want to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I put it at C tier. Um, yeah. It was very DCC for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't include the controversy in, like, a factor for my rating. Um, I wouldn't play it again, personally. It's just not my thing. I went C um, because I did include the controversy. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. It was... To me, it was an OSR that was kind of rules light. Like you had your chart of the things you could do, and you could level up, and that was about it. And so, to me, if you if somebody wanted to know, like, hey, what was D and D like back then, but like they didn't want to go play the original D and D, you could hand them that, and you'd be like, it's like this. Yeah, yeah I think it would give you a fairly good representation. I have it in B, but again, it's another one of those ones where I'd probably put it in halfway, and I'd put it halfway between B and C. I think it's got a lot of good. I think you can have a lot of fun with it. Would I play it again? Again, probably if someone really, really wanted to play it. But yeah, I don't feel a lot of craving to play it. I think it, it does what it set out to do really well. So that's where I'm giving it its ranking. I think it, it is achieving everything it wants to be achieving. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like 
because it's so set in its old school way and not having any focus on modern is why it's so much lower than DCC for me because DCC is trying to consider the modern with the old school. This one just like, I liked old school and I wish we could go back there. And as soon as someone says that to me, I always find it a little questionable because yeah, back in the day could be really enjoyable for you. But at the end of the day, the world has gotten better in every single way, whether you agree with it or not, as time has progressed and wanting to go back to something old to me, when I hear someone say that, it's like, oh, you just want to go back when life was good for you, not when it was life was actually better. And I think that's the issue with the system is like, I want to go back to this old school tabletops. Like, yeah, but new school tabletops are really good too. And each have their own value and they should both be acknowledged for that. And I think outside of the controversy, that's why I would rate it lower is because again, that kind of modern sensibility of gaming versus the old school aesthetic, like a one out of six chance. Some people could say like, Hey, that's a chance at every skill. And I'm like, it's nearly impossible chance at every skill. So I might as well not just not have it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, then we've teased it enough. Power Rangers, uh, without giving away our whole review, where on this chart would you currently rank Power Rangers? I put it at C tier for me. I don't think I'd play it again, personally. I don't want to get more in detail about what I don't like about it, because we're going to record the review yeah. today as well. That's so, yeah. yeah. I put it at, like, C+. Like, had some cool things about it, but I think... They tried to, like, balloon the... They tried to, like, add more than was necessary, almost. Mm. Like, it was, like... Kind of felt like they got everything done that they needed to, and were like, man, this feels a little light. Let's double the levels and add all this stuff. Mm. Like, it was okay. I'm glad to try it. But yeah, yeah, I don't think I played again either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree and that actually leads into my question for our side table of is is nostalgia enough to build a whole system or should you just do like an expansion or replacement or something like that but i I put it in b tier and it's because i do enjoy the concept and the more i look into power rangers the more i would want to or to run or play into a grittier style of it and so the place of it being in a b tier is from that thing of like i would like to see what i could do with the system while ignoring a couple of big parts of the system that they tried to bake in. But yeah, outside of that, if, as just as it is, I'd probably put it down to C, but I do see some potential in it, and that's where I have it in B, where I would totally mess with it and kind of hack the system and then break huge sections of it too. Uh, so I I have it in the B tier. Um, there's a few things for me here. Number one, huge fan of Power Rangers, so nostalgia is a factor that I'm trying to balance. Um, so I think it's elevated by the balance, but I can't put it in, or sorry, by the nostalgia, but I can't put it into an A because for reasons we'll get into the review, the book is just so, just not straightforward Mm -hmm. that like, I don't see wanting to run it as is for a long time because it takes too much of like guesswork to actually get well done. Um, I also agree with Jaden that like, it would be really cool if it was, if it was grittier, but kind of constraining people to that whole morality thing is where I'm like, eh, it, it's immediately telling me what to do. I'm opposed to it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think with that, guys, I could use a refill, so we'll be right back. We're here in the park today to talk to people about cantrips and coffee. Excuse me, sir, but do you listen to cantrips and coffee? No, I don't, and I'm not interested. Strange things happen to people who don't listen to Cantrips and Coffee. Cantrips and Coffee Podcast. Try some today. 
And we're back and highly caffeinated like, slash slightly tipsy from that drink. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, so guys, we kind of alluded to it over the course of our, our ranking of systems and, and the evolution of our show. So after two seasons, we've started into season three. I, I think our show's actually changed quite a bit, but I, I still don't think it's changed in a way that it isn't what we intended it to be. Um, so let's, I don't know, let's just talk about some of the changes that we've seen over the time. I think the big one is... We started out doing the quick starts mm-hmm. in which we were like, ha now we don't have to spend money. Mm-hmm. And then we quick, kind of quickly realized that like we weren't getting a big enough taste of those games. Spyhander. Spyhander was too big for us to yeah. only do a quick start. Because yeah. it was the first one where I bought that game because yeah. I was like, this looks really cool. And then we realized like we couldn't do a two-hour session of it. Well, mm-hmm. a tome showed up at your house. Yeah, the thickest book I've seen of almost any single printing and tabletop uh there's a bigger one so they took that system and powered a new game called blackbirds which is like part of like i think it's a alternate history american revolution interesting added pages nice wow yeah that also sounds like interesting i don't think i want to learn how to run it but if someone knows how to play that system i kind of want to see this American I, alternate history. I like. almost bought it the other day because it was looking. It looks very cool. Yeah. Also, I wanted a bigger book than Zweihander on my shelf. That's yeah. fair. As a collector, you gotta almost chase that biggest book yeah. Yeah. to be in your collection. Yeah. You know, I, I think when I look at this change that we made, number one, I think our reviews are better. I'm not gonna say they're accurate because the whole idea of the review is it's so subjective. Like, what is accuracy? But I think they're yeah. more thorough, and I think we actually get a better taste. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? I mean, I super agree with you. I, there was something that I had thought of when we were doing the quick start. Not that I had any big issue. I just felt like as I was reviewing it, I felt like, yeah, I'm still like, people should understand that I'm reviewing this for a very short snippet of playing the game. And, so, and we were only really telling people whether they should check out the game. We weren't really telling them whether they should play it or not and reviewing the whole system. So we were still doing it good. But I did always feel like I'm like, it does feel like I have an experience. It's enough to really give an opinion. Like I'm telling you what I think from what I've played, but... I don't feel like I have a fleshed out enough idea of it, right? Like it might be my just academic background and stuff like that, where I want to really experience something before I try and talk about it. Cause nine times out of 10, you don't really know until you have got into it. But yeah, I, I think it was a smart move by all means. And also I just enjoy playing more tabletop and getting to spend more time with these systems is other than GURPS is a good thing. <laughs> I think like the more systems we've done, the better, like, the better comparison we can make. Like, we have so much more to compare stuff to now. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we started, like, pretty much all of us had only played, like, a couple systems, like, mostly D&D and Cthulhu, right? So, like, inevitably we related everything back to there. Mm -hmm. And now that we've played, like, kind of the -the run-of-the-mill, like, almost everything... Like, not everything, but, like, we played something style genre, basically. I think our reviews, I'd agree, have gotten better. We've also gotten a little bit more, like, focused. Well, not focused on the review, because we kind of... It almost feels like we abandon trying to do it, like, point by point on the reviews, mm-hmm. and we go a little bit more, like, off the cuff. But I think that that honestly leads to better discussions anyway. Mm-hmm. And we still have, like, areas we try to hit, but I don't think we're, like, get every single thing in this yeah. area, you yeah. know? I, yeah. I think the other thing is, like, now that we play more systems, we can see what's truly a unique idea yeah. versus mm-hmm. what's just, For like, sure. their version of a unique idea. Yeah. And like, like Jody was saying, the ability to reference, right? Like, so, like, when we were first referencing character creation, we are really comparing it to D&D and Pathfinder. But now when we played games like Zweihander or Monster of the Week, where we really love their character creation, we can 
We're not yeah. compar- comparing to a good character creation. We're now comparing to what we deem as some of our best character creation we've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like our range of ability to like detect has increased substantially for sure. I also think the sessions we've played have gotten increasingly better over time, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, it, I think at first, especially when we did the really short sessions, it was so impossible to cram a little bit of everything into that. Mm-hmm. So hard to get, like, investigation, dialogue, character building, combat, resolution into yeah. two hours. But I think, like, you've done really good at getting, like, all of that into a four to four and a half hour session that kind of hits a little bit of everything. Yeah. I especially feel the balance of combat to role play has hit, like, a great middle ground yeah. this last mm-hmm. season. I think it's also partially because we all now have played a lot of tabletop together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, Rude has really kind of figured out how to pace for our group. We've also, like, I know I don't need to be super in-depth with all the combat rules because I know Jody's going to really pour into those and understand those super well. The roleplay stuff, I'm going to really sink my teeth into, and I know that, like, that's kind of my my niche, right? And it's, mm-hmm. yeah. like And then you're kind of, like, a strong middleman. Yeah. You hit all of it <laughs> that really is whatever. well. Right? Like, it, it feels like we've kind of found the proper balance for our party as mm. well. And I think that helps us kind of make sure that we're hitting all of the, the fine points. Yeah. I totally agree with you there, too. Because, like, especially during Zweihander in the first season, I felt like like the rabid guard dog just, like, stuck <laughs> on his leash. I had this character with two axes, shirtless, and I'm like, oh, I just want to fight stuff, but there's no combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to fast fast forward to uh, Pulp Cthulhu, and you were like the most restrained out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would agree. I think, and when we get comments of people saying like, "Hey, like it's so weird that you guys have never met in person," I it's it's because our the way that we interact with each other just feels so natural, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's only increased as long as we have played with each other. And oh, uh, yeah. we also, I think, all of us looks at tabletop gaming in a slightly different way mm-hmm. that is very compatible like they complement each other really well um mm-hmm. so not only do we play better but we also are better at reviewing a system based on that so yeah. just yeah. to hype ourselves up there for a bit yeah and also to kind of expand anything i think we're also all fairly level-headed guys and just because someone doesn't want to play like us we don't think that they're worse or they're playing incorrectly like some yeah. guys will right like I don't, I, I actually like being a little more aggressive. So I do lean on Jody's side, but I do feel like Jody wants to hit that cam, combat even harder than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool. I like combat too. I'm down to play with it. I don't want to maybe touch it as much as you do, but like, that's fine. Whereas there's some guys that are like, oh, I role play again. Oh, I hate it. I just want to be in combat. And it's like, yeah. get over yourself. You're in a group. We're all trying to have fun. Let's all let us have each other, mm-hmm. have our moments kind of thing. So yeah, we've definitely developed as a, a group of guys. Like I think we had a good dynamic for sure at start, but after a hundred episodes, I mean, we've all developed our, yeah. we know what each of us, maybe not what each of us is going to do. I think we still all surprise each other in certain moments, but we yeah. are not so surprised when someone makes a move that we're like, that's just out there or something like that. Yeah. Well, and I remember, uh, so, you know, obviously Jody and I have been friends for a long time. Kate and I work together. Jenny, you and I had never met until mm-hmm. like literally the first night recording. Yeah. Uh, and we met online and I remember running to work the next day uh, and talking to Kate and being like, Jaden is so cool. Like, he's a really great guy. And, and so it's just like, the fact that it was that natural off the hop is just like, like I mean, obviously we're not millionaire podcasters, so I, <laughs> I'm going to use the term, but take it for a hobby cast of like, it was like lightning in a bottle. 
Yeah. That's fair. So with that, guys, where do you see us going from here? Like, obviously, we just started season three. We're one episode into it. Um, this is going to be episode 101. I don't know. We keep saying that uh, we're here for as long as it feels right. But is there anything that you want to see come out of this before we eventually, I think, J.D. used uh, heat death of the podcast? <laughs> the heat death of the podcast. I'm I guess really, it is inevitable. <laughs> I'm really excited to keep checking out, like, quote, unquote, weirder systems like marvel power rangers like the recon system we're gonna play mm-hmm. uh I, I like i love getting the chance to play all of these systems that otherwise i never would yeah. you know yeah it's hard enough to wrangle up four or five people to do like a D and d session or something like mm-hmm. it's sometimes so hard to get those people to come all meet at the same time and do it so like having like a captive audience basically being able to like oh yeah we're gonna try out this system and like you have to come because it's like, <laughs> yeah. part yeah. of the podcast yeah. it's kind of cool yeah I like don't really foresee a reason to stop unless it starts taking up too much of people's time yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm kind of in the same boat with that and it's... I agree with you on the getting into the more obscure stuff like I feel like we've now crossed off a lot of the small big players in the system right we've gotten rid of Call of Cthulhu and most of it's expansive we've we're not going to probably do Pathfinder, but we really pulled it out by taking over Starfinder and Cyberpunk. We've moved through the ones that are like the big hype, and now I think we're yeah digging more we're into... Missing Vampire the Masquerade. That was the only one I was going to say. That's, like, we that's might the have only other big one that we that haven't one. done yet. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I agree. I'm excited to dig into some of the more niche stuff to see what people think tabletop should be, because I have my idea of what tabletop is, and the more we play these more niche systems, the more I see I'm like, oh god people want totally different things right like your recon game like you're thinking of running there I'm talking about so running i'm like hyped. that is not a thing i would have ever thought of playing in tabletop but i'm excited to try it because yeah. i just want to see what other people think that should look like yeah, yeah i've always wanted to play recon <clears throat> and every time i've brought it up to the other people i've played tabletop with they're like i don't know that sounds lame i'd rather play dungeons and dragons like, oh, okay fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely changed the way that like i look at like the systems that are out there too because every now and then something would come up on like my instagram feed and they'd be like yeah you know i i, I neat i wouldn't play it yeah. and now i'm like oh man this would be great for a batch of the podcast yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah i wouldn't play this long term but like man we could get four episodes out of this yeah. uh, well seven because we got a review a true. Side yeah, table yeah, espresso yeah, yeah. And, like, the side table feels like its own thing, but, like, we our questions are always rooted in whatever we just played, because yeah. it's, you know, it spurs something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like, I think, they, same thing with that. Like, I'm just into figuring out what's out there, and because I know I have a group to do it, I, I'm happy that I can bring something. Like, I found a group to play Power Rangers. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. That's not happening in the small town I live in, right? Yeah. yeah. be very That's hard. Um, yeah, and you know, of course, over the last uh, two years, 100 episodes, uh, we've had a few different collaborations. So we've collaborated uh, with uh, Jason from 6083. Mm-hmm. We have collaborated with uh, the Voctaire. Yeah. We've collaborated with the Old Men Rolling Dice. Potions of Potpourri. Potions of Potpourri. Even footed games. Even footed games. I mean, we, even uh, Pod with the Hampod. Hampod, yeah. Who was yeah. that one that we were so... It was supposed to be me and you, and I had to pull out of the last minute. Uh, it was like a sci-fi s- fantasy system. Arcuron? Arcuron? Oh, um, yeah. So that one hasn't launched yet. And we just did a... We did a cold brew interview with yeah. them. Uh, and I have it backed. I backed it. Yeah. And it seems to be kind of just in like 
Limbo now? Well, I think it's like the PDF, I think, is out, but yeah. like the actual hardcover covers and stuff aren't out. And so. But that's still another creator. You guys got to interview Seth Swarkowski. Oh, which is that super was cool. cool. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. That is cool. Yeah, which going back, like now that I have like a really good format for Cold Brew, I would love to do that interview again because like the yeah. Cold Brew is so much more like unscripted, chill. Like I don't have something yeah. I'm trying to get at. Um, Next yeah, I like step, interviews Jeremy that really like that. What's that? Next step, Jeremy Crawford. Oh, yes. I mean, but honestly, right? Like a lot of people I think don't think that they can interview someone or interact with someone. And yeah, a lot of people are really busy yeah. and they may not have mm-hmm. half an hour, an hour to give you, but you, oh. yeah, you just ask because so many people think that they won't and they're not asking. So it's not like this, yeah. like I'm sure Seth Sparkhouse, has a certain amount of people asking him to do stuff, but I bet you it's proportionally smaller than most people think. Like I'm sure a lot and, of people think he must just have a million emails every day of people wanting to do stuff with him. I'm sure he gets a handful a week and probably just does the things that interest him. Yeah. And it's like from speaking as from experience as somebody that like worked as a reporter and everything, if you have even like a little bit of like credibility behind your name, like, you know, we had a bunch of episodes of the podcast already, Mm -hmm. like we're doing it, we're in the space. People generally want to say yes. Yeah. 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 Even if it's as little as they're like, hey, you're kind of doing what I almost did when I started my stuff and I can respect that and I want to, help expand this audience or this, you know, yeah. thing that we yeah. do. And anybody that's creating media or content has like a vested interest in other people exposing other people to it yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a win-win for everyone nine times out of 10. <clears throat> Worst comes to worst. I'm sure that not a lot of people that listen to us hadn't heard of Seth Skorkowski, but maybe one did and went and watched his video and that's yeah. worth yeah. spending 20 minutes chatting with somebody yeah. in a lot of situations, right? And he's somebody that, in my mind, I'm like, if we get to season four, I'd like to reach back out to him and be like, hey, I know you did this already. I'd like to do it again, but, like, we've changed a lot. So I think, like, it's yeah. worth doing again. Yeah. Worse, um, to worse, he'll just say, sorry, no, I don't have the time for it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually, kind of like an adjacent conversation is, uh, you know, reaching out through social media and trying to get, like, contests and things going like that to, you know, get some traction and... I remember the first time somebody said, oh yeah, no, we've heard, we've heard of you. They still said no, because they were like, we're not about that kind of thing, yeah. which was fine, which was fine. Yeah. Um, we've heard of really you, nice. that's why we're but saying like, no. I, like, <laughs> I had to start saying, at the like when I was first doing it, I had to tell people like, hey, it's nothing shady, like it's yeah. like, a legitimate <laughs> thing, <laughs> don't worry. You don't and have to come like, over to our basement. Yeah, like, and they were like, oh no, no, I've heard of you, don't yeah. worry about it. And it was, I was asking to just to, to advertise yeah. on, their, on their space, and they, they were just like, no, no. We, like, totally heard of you. I know you're legit. Yeah. We just, we have a rule against advertising. And I was like, yeah, that's fair enough yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, we recently turned down a sponsorship from a very legitimate ball shaver. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, Manscaped. Yeah. We would have said yes to them. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what? We, I, I actually, um, it wasn't so much a sponsorship. It kind of was a sponsorship, but like a, just a co, like a collaboration. We had that card game company oh, reach out yeah, to us, that yeah, party yeah. game, mm-hmm. and it just it just wasn't our it thing. Just wasn't our thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but you know we ha- we actually have one coming up. Um, it's yeah. that new system which I actually just received in the mail. It was yeah. the most exciting mail I've ever received. <laughs> it was like yeah. game company on it from Japan. Like yeah. it was legit, and the way they wrapped it was very cool. They yeah. had like a one page system that you like cut out tiles for yeah. that they wrapped these games in. That's cool. Oh, that's and cool. like oh, gave yeah. us one to give away. So yeah. we're we're gonna use it for our. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it yet. It's either any or it's E-N-I. I think it's any. Yeah. It's like any system. That's yeah, what I thought generic, too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the pun on any. Yeah, that yeah. was my thought. Uh, we're going to use that as our Christmas episode yeah. as uh, Jaden has given me the blessing to go mm-hmm. ahead and start planning for that. 
Which yeah. just means Jaden yeah. didn't want to do more work, so... <laughs> but no, also, no, better. But yeah. also ruined, there's a high bar set. Don't fuck it up. I yeah, you know you gotta keep up with some top-tier oh! content. I just... It's fine. All I know is um, plan, like, five loose points that... They kind of attack you. And then, as you can. and then let them do what they want. Yes, yes and the hell Sandbox. out of it. That's yes, why mine yes. has been so fun. I yeah. almost guarantee you it is because I have almost planned nothing other than like, this is my like overarching theme. Well, man, dad lands. Um, Deadlands was good. Chantel had no idea what she was coming. Oh my god! Remember when she still got on the show? Yeah, right. Remember remember when we just had to ask like our friends from real life to be guests on things? Yeah. Now we have like a community of people that if we just threw it out, we'd have people. Yeah, Yeah. we had to bully someone who had never played a tabletop game before (laughs) because we desperately needed somebody else. Yeah, it was. (laughs) um, It was such a cool. Like, it's been so cool to get to know these people online. Like, we have a little community. And it's so funny because, like, earlier this week, somebody was like, oh, thank you guys so much for letting us run an ad on your show. And I'm like, thank you for giving us, like, legitimacy. But also, like, you don't need to thank us. Like, we're very small-time creators. So, let's work together on this. And it was, like, it was nice, but it was also like, oh, okay. So, like, we're kind of, we're in the indie scene of names. Yeah, but it's weird to think about because this is, like, my, like, third or fourth tier of side gigs that mm. I've got going on. Like, yeah, this yeah. is... We still don't make money. Uh, no, I mean, We have a Patreon that doesn't pay for the coffee. Uh, no, it does. It does because, because I'm on there yeah. and it's easier than me e-transferring. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, which, speaking of, if you want to, go over to patreon.com yeah, and send us a couple bucks. Uh, yeah. You can be on, in on the conversation. Or honestly, just join the Discord because there's a bunch of people over there that we have a lot, a lot of good conversations with all the time. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, like, I think the collaboration that surprised me the most was Babies and Broadswords, which we've already talked about. We've ranked yeah. it. Um, yeah. We didn't play 6083 yet. Uh, we have that coming up. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to, like, rank that. Um, I don't know. That one was really cool when we got the new edition that he had put out. And, and we were it? in the special thanks. That was like... Oh shit, guys! Uh, like, yeah. actually, I plan to buy a physical copy of it. 100 percent. Just because to say, like, our name is in there, <laughs> yeah, which is real cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've done some really good things. Old Man Rolling Dice. We continually, yeah, collaborate. I met them in person when I went to Ontario, yeah. which was the coolest afternoon in the world. Like, they're they seem cool online. They're even cooler in person. <laughs> like Jason from Old Man Rolling Dice, probably the single coolest person I've met. Anywhere in life. Maybe the coolest person to ever exist. Cool. I mean, ouch. <laughs> I have to come over to my house. Including and myself. Like that, like, yeah. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so I, I'm just very thankful for all the opportunity we've gotten. It's been pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So, um, you know what? I did have one more segment. I think we're going to cut this and we're going to leave that next segment for like its own little mini episode because I think we can. Um, so the last thing here is. Uh, of course, we've had clips added into the show of some things that people have sent us. I'm going to show you guys this picture that was sent to us by Artemis over at the Voctaire. Uh, she made us a little cool custom cantrips and coffee logo, which we'll use as the episode title card. Ruin didn't have this queued up. No, it's true. If you're listening to this and he's taken out the silence. Yeah, I think I saw you post that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of it. <laughs> so this is a, a happy 100 card that yeah, we'll just cool. use. Nice. Yeah, it's just like a nice little, 
you know, like I said, we're incredibly lucky that these people have reached out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, right now we have a potions and potpourri. They gave us a little shout out message. Hey, everybody. This is Kayla and Keisha from Potions and Potpourri. Hey! We just wanted to hop on real quick and say that we really love the Cantrips and Coffee Show. And the people that do it. Most of the people that do it. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that uh, Cade's the real star of the show. No, just kidding. Ruin's an awesome host. <laughs> we just wanted to tell you guys that we are super happy to have met you through this awesome community that we're a part of. I love all of your interview episodes. I think Ruin is an amazing interviewer, and we aspire to be as uh, intelligent as he is when Ooh. it comes to asking people questions. High bar. High bar. <laughs> I don't know about that. Sorry we say words weird, <laughs> and um, thank you for all of your great content and for helping people decide what games are worthy of playing. Yeah, you guys are a lot of fun to listen to. You have really great chemistry. And when I found out that you didn't know each other since you were, like, born, basically, that blew my mind. So, right. very nicely done. <laughs> yeah, the energy on the show is just perfect. And it's, yeah. your niche is locked in. And the way that you format your show and everything about it is just top tier. We really enjoy being a part of your space. And thanks for all the great stuff that you make. Yeah. Congrats to your 100th episode. Keep it going, guys. We cannot wait to hear more. Cheers to you. Bye. It's so nice to finally be recognized as the true driving force behind the show. Even if it's from people who can't say crayon correctly. Crayon. Definitely can crayon. eat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no, so thank you so much to Kayla and Keisha for, for reaching out and sending us that. I won't lie. Uh, the first time I heard it, I got a little teary because it's just such a nice thing. And, and for, for people to go out of their way to send us some positivity. Yeah. Yeah, we really appreciate it. If you haven't checked out Potions of Potpourri, make sure you do. They also have a fantastic podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, every second Monday, you can also join us for our Spelljammer stream for the foreseeable future. And uh, Kayla is on that as well, playing a uh, Valdekin? Uh, yeah, Valdekin, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's one letter that might be different, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, guys, thank you so much for the past 100 episodes, both to... Everybody in this room and everybody who has listened out there. Uh, yeah, here's to another hundred. Screw it. Here's to another thousand. Let's whoa, just lock whoa, ourselves whoa. in. Ten thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 90 years old. Ooh. I can't roll the dice. We have to wait 10 seconds every time my breathing device kicks in. 